Hi, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the RXP podcast, where three working professionals come together to talk about their favorite activities, talking about movies, talking about games, and talking about TV shows, all the things we love to do in our free time. I'll be your host today. It's Tiffany, and my co-hosts today are Alex. Happy Earth Day. And Matt. What's going on? Alex, and of course, you had to date the recording of this episode. <laughs> hey, the, the earth is important. We all live on it. All you listeners out there live on the earth just like us. Hey, so we should appreciate the earth. Question, does Animal Crossing have an Earth Day event? Unfortunately, the only Earth Day event that they have this year is that you can buy a globe from the Nook, Nook ATM. Ooh, How dare they? Dead game. No. <laughs> that is so rude but whatever you guys this is an exciting episode today because number one we're talking about fantasy critic yes audience yes we are bringing up fantasy critic which of course is the tournament style fantasy football adjacent game where we act as publishers and we select games that we want to publish under our domain and you can find our league on www.fantasycritic.games and search for rxp podcast and give us a follow right now we have zero followers but we'd love to have you follow (laughs) our game so we recorded an episode in January where we talked about our initial draft and what games that we have um, added to our rosters. And this time around, we're doing little, you know, um, a, I guess not quarter check-in, but like a third of the year through check-in with our um, what our points are, what games have scored, and all that jazz. So you know, I'm going to start off by saying, first of all, you already know it's Earth Day. <laughs> so that will kind of give you a um, a peace of mind about which games have come out at the time of the recording and which games have yet to come out. So what's really neat is that we're kind of all neck and neck point wise. Uh, Matt and I are tied at 18 points. Oh, yeah. And each have one game that have earned points and in third place we have alex who's had two games release but has a total of 17 points so you know anything could change here mm-hmm. i actually have a game coming out tomorrow called near replicant version 1.22474487139 and you guys it is tentatively scoring an 82 right now wow so that is a potential for the team gintendo to earn 12 points and i'm pretty excited about that and have i am i gonna play this game no no I will not be playing this game, <laughs> but will it earn me points? And I'm, am I happy that I draft it? Ecstatic. Okay. I'm ecstatic about it. So Alex, why don't you talk a little bit about your team? We'll get back to my team in a little bit, but we'll let Alex explain himself about what his games are doing. <laughs> wow. That, that's some <laughs> inadvertent shade throwing right there. It seems. It's not that inadvertent. Uh, so yeah, <laughs> I, I'm pulling up the rear 17 points with, 
two games so far that I've drafted with scores. So mm-hmm, unlike mm-hmm. the the one power title that my co-hosts here are both carrying their their eighteen points with. Um, but you know the the one that scored more points for me currently Cyber Shadow Sinai eighty two and for reference for those of you out there listening all the scores are taken from Open Critic mm-hmm. uh, so not Metacritic as most of you might you know go to for your review aggregate websites but it is based on the Open Critic aggregate score um, so eighty two for Cyber Shadow you know kind of a oh nod to older. Uh, 2D kind of side-scrolling action adventure games. Uh, you know, as I mentioned before, it's published by Yacht Club, Yacht Club Games, so the developers of Shovel Knight, and and now I forget the developer of the game off the top of my head, but it did well when I drafted it. I saw a lot of you know kind of small buzz about it, especially that Yacht Club was publishing it, and mm-hmm. 82 is about what I expected, so it definitely kind of met my. Uh, desires there and i guess more relevant my other game that is giving me you know an unfortunate only five points with a score of 75 on open credit is outriders which i've actually personally played and rolled credits on the uh story mode so i haven't completed the game yet but i haven't uh uh put it aside rather alex would you agree with the 75 that's my question. So I know this might come up Excellent later question. in the show, so I don't want to go too deep into it now, but I'd say for the purposes of keeping it to the fantasy critic side, I think a 75 is a perfect score for oh, our okay. I, I I completely agree with it being a 75. So definitely point-wise, I'm not too happy about it because I am pulling up the rear because of it. But based on my gameplay of having rolled through the credits, at least, I think a 75 hits the nail on the head. Okay, so tell me, Alex, um, Outriders was one of the games that you drafted outside of our initial draft, correct? I think so. I actually don't remember. I think that's the first one that you you drafted outside of it. Yes, is the first game I picked up after our initial draft. Curious, curious. Um, How many dollars did you spend on this game because for the audience we each started with a hundred fake video game dollars where we would bid on a game by betting that amount of money i spent one dollar to pick up nice one dollar for five points that's not bad that's not bad at all because guess what you could also have spent a dollar and gotten zero points it's true. So that's the or negative over here. points, even or, worse. Or, or <laughs> negative points, but we'll get back to me. So, Alex, what's the another game? So, you know, Cyber Shadow was also another game that you drafted outside of the regular draft. What is the third game that you drafted? Oh man, and this is something that's I guess also tied to another game that I've already drafted in my initial draft. But the mm-hmm. third game I picked up was Scarlet Nexus. You know, published by Bandai Namco. And it's coming out June 25th. I'm excited. It got a release date not too long ago. So when I picked it up, it didn't have a release date. So it was kind of a a scared pickup. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I was expecting it to release this year. And so luckily it did get one, you know, in the months following. And, you know, in the line of expecting great of games published by Bandai Namco, uh, I also, in my initial draft, picked up Tales of Arise, 
which recently just got a release date of September 10th. So Bandai Namco pulling through for me here, wow. giving both of these games I picked up from them nice. uh, release dates. And yeah, for both of them, they are Japanese action RPGs, you know, active combat, a lot of focus on combos and flashy moves. And I expect great things for both of them. And on that note, this morning, you know, on Earth Day, as I like to keep bringing up, and as Tiffany hates me from dating the podcast recording, uh, I pre-ordered both of them today. So definitely oh, from awesome. you know my my personal perspective, I hope these are going to do well. I'm excited for them, just like with Excellent. Outriders. Most of the stuff I've drafted or look to draft in the future and pick up and add to my roster are games that I will most likely play at some point. Right, uh, they if speak not to on you. Release. Yes, they speak to me on my personal gameplay tastes. Excellent. So definitely... Uh, hopefully they can get me at least higher than 75 because I hope that they are, you know, at least 80s. I expect the most out of both of these to at least get in the low 80s range. Okay, fair. And you know what? Next week when Returnal comes out, which is on your roster, we'll see. Maybe you'll you'll just zoom ahead of the league. And I, so. I think you will because there's been a lot of previews this week with Returnal and it looks real nice. So everyone, oh, are you are you excited for that? I uh, see, and I I even think on the show I said I wasn't looking forward to Returnal, mm-hmm. but yeah. the more I've been looking at it, and I I you know looked at a couple preview events from some of the uh, media outlets that I follow, it actually looks pretty good. It it's kind of put a bunch of the games that I have liked in the past and kind of melded them all together. The combat looks super smooth. I still don't really truly understand the story but i guess you know that's part of the part of the get but the draw i'm yeah i'm i'm tempted i'm tempted to get it and i think it's going to do really well so i might pick it up next week we'll see so out of curiosity if it scores above an 85 would that like seal the deal for you or yeah See, like, scores are are weird for me because sometimes okay. I love games that are, like, a 60. You know what I mean? Like, sometimes Yeah, that's right, because it speaks to, to you. Yeah. Exactly. So I I think Simon Cardi from IGN is going to be the one reviewing it. He's the one that did the review. Um, I, I kind of understand what type of gamer he is, and so I'm just going to see what his perspective on it and see what his negatives are. And if I can live with okay. those negatives, I'll probably pick it up. Because it, it looks okay. really good. Basically, he's the biggest parallel he's talked about is that it reminds him of Hades, a 3D Hades through and through, like without the mythology. Oh. But th- there's so many different parts, not even just being a roguelite. Uh, there's so many parts that remind him of Hades. And that was my favorite game last year by far. Mm-hmm. So of course. I think it, it just it might be the right game for me. And I heard that they have some pretty okay. cool haptic feedback for the PS5. So that would be cool to actually see what a next-gen PS5 game would be. Because I feel like we talked about that a couple weeks ago when we talked about would we recommend the PS5 at this up to this point. Uh, so right. cool, cool stuff. Okay, awesome. So now, I mean, you know, Matt, your score is solid 18 with the game It Takes Two. Yeah, wonderful. What's, okay, Joseph yeah. Ferris, I- Joseph Ferris told us all. If we didn't like the game, he would give us a thousand dollars. 
A thousand dollars, yeah. And uh, I don't think anybody is, you know, asking for a thousand dollars because I feel like a lot of people like it. I, I, all three of us have played it. You two have played it more than I have. Um, I actually—I don't know about that, oh, but I, I'm pretty sure you have a. Okay. You have like at least a few trophies. I think I have one, maybe. Um, oh, okay. <laughs> so I'm actually playing it with my girlfriend Maddie. And um, she does not play games at all. <laughs> when I ah, her, her, okay, so what's that perspective? Her view of video games is oh, so like Wii Tennis, and I'm like, well, yeah, that's a game, <laughs> but it's obviously nothing like Wii Tennis. Um, it a lot of it is watching her try to figure out dual sticks, um, and me kind of watching her character spin arounds. <laughs> A lot. <laughs> yeah. This game being a Joseph Ferris game, Ryan, so obviously his previous games have been co-op focused mm-hmm. uh, with uh, Brothers and A Way Out. And more so than either of those games, despite this being about you know a married couple going mm-hmm. th- through a divorce and kind of trying to reconcile the, the problems between them, it is deceptively a very complex 3d platformer and despite the fact that it seems to be advertised like something you play with uh-huh. you know people that might not play video games you're like oh or sweet, like your I kids wanna, yeah i want to yeah. play this with my significant other or you know brother sister or something along those lines um parent you know child there is a lot that ask of you to probably have a knowledge of playing games especially platformers and so definitely it doesn't feel like a simple kind of beginner game to get someone who normally doesn't play games into see here's the thing 3d platformers have been my go-to since i was literally a child holding up an snes controller i've been playing games and then going into n64 played you know all the classics right there's yeah. so many things mm-hmm. I take for granted, like these lessons learned over the years that I've just taken for granted. Like if you see a shadow falling from the sky, that means that something's you about run. to fall yeah. on you. <laughs> Maddie has absolutely no idea what that means. <laughs> so she sees a shadow and she's like, what's going on with the screen? Dead. Just dead. <laughs> But like in its own I mean, way, I, in its own way, yeah. it takes two is very forgiving. And she she said, oh, and I sure. I told her, hey, if you don't like it, it's fine. Like we don't have to continue it. But she's actually asked to play like more of it. We can only play like an hour increments basically. So it's going to take us probably all of 2021 to get through it. But like it's it's been a fun time. Uh, I'm sure it would be pretty simple if like I played with one of you guys who like more seasoned, but um, it's definitely, it's, it's fun. It's fun to kind of experience that and to see her kind of like as a little baby gamer, <laughs> figure out all these things <laughs> anew. Listen, some of the boss fights were really hard. Like Alex and I, like, I mean, I die constantly, but Alex has also died mm-hmm. once or twice. I mean, he's not infallible, but the toolbox. That's yeah, all I'm the tool- gonna say. I, yeah, we the have not gotten was- there. Can't wait. Yeah, and then and then the bees. Also, haven't gotten there. The bees there. has. Yeah, so I mean, 
it's honestly a blast. Mm-hmm. And I'm actually really happy that I bought this game. Like, you know, Matt, originally I was like, oh, I don't know. I'm not like, I don't know that I care. And then I was like, $40, mm-hmm. like $40 for this game. But yo, worth every penny. I mean, Alex right now is playing on the friend pass, mm-hmm. which, you know, womp womp. He's not getting any trophies. Oh, so, no. you know, yeah. On the friend pass, the friend passer doesn't get any trophies, mm-hmm. but you know, he's being really nice about it, as always, when we play some of the co-op games that I like. And, you know, I'm in charge of finding my own trophies if we are supposed to have them. Uh, there is one trophy that Alex stole right from under me because he did the action and only the trophy obtainer can do the action. Oh. So then we had to restart the freaking section. <laughs> yeah, I was like, where's... I was like, it's "Where's my trophy?" Short. You can't hate on me for that. Like, I it mean, was like ten seconds. But he do. like did, so he did it, and then I was like, "Wait, why did you just do that?" Like he, you know, he yeah. was just like messing around. I was like, "Wait, that?" Because I was like reading a guide as like I'm like, "Wait, we're okay. We're in the spot now. I'm supposed to do something," oh, that's and I'm hilarious. like reading. And then he just does the action and then my trophy doesn't pop because only like he ruined it. So then we had to restart it. But anyway, it's it's really fun. And I think it deserves an 88. I mean, mm-hmm. I, it might deserve a 90. I mean, when we finish, we'll see what yeah. our scores A lot of people, feel like. Because, you know, I've tried to be as spoiler free as possible, like with mm-hmm. what I what I look at, because I, I do want to experience some of these new concepts like in the moment, uh, because mm-hmm. It just, I feel like that's more fun that way. Uh, but the people that I've listened to, they've said, like, this is going to be game of the year contention. Like, and it's it's just weird that none of, nobody really expected It Takes Two to make that leap because it kind of, it looks kind of kitty and it's from Joseph Ferris. And like, sometimes it's hit or miss, like whether or not it's critically acclaimed. Like it's neat, right. but like, is it fun? And I feel like A Way Out was very hit or miss in that. And so I, I'm really happy that, He's really kind of hitting his stride here. So I'm excited to see the rest of it. As far as, you know, one level in, 88 sounds about right. Like, I'm I'm sure okay. that's probably going to be right at the end. Collaboration. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The book. Okay, the yep. book of love. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, Matt, tell us about the games that you drafted after our initial draft. So let me just tell the listeners. All right. So this is my first year. So I didn't know how much I'm supposed to spend on these bids. <laughs> All right. So the first time I bid for Lego Star Wars, the Skywalker Sega, and Call of Duty 2021. I heard some rumors okay. Call of Duty 2021 is returning back to form. I thought it's, you know, it might be a gamble, but I'll go for it. Lego Star Wars, Skywalker Sega looks brilliant. Looks really, really great. Um, I don't know if they review well, but whatever. I'm going to go for it. So I decide, well, maybe they bid $5. So I want to beat them on those $5. So I bid $6 each for the Skywalker <laughs> Sega and Call of Duty 2021. So obviously I, I got those. Um, Skywalker Sega has actually been delayed, potentially. They haven't said out mm-hmm. of 2021, but it might go that way. Call of Duty 2021, mm-hmm. who knows? I'm sure it's gonna gonna happen. Call it Thanksgiving Black Friday, you know. Yeah. Everyone's gonna be playing. You it. gotta think. You gotta think. Um, past that, I did pick up Biomutant, which comes out next month. I'm very excited about that game. It's kind of been on radio silence, which I'm happy about. There hasn't been a lot of okay. overhype, and it's just a huge RPG. 
uh, that follows out like a raccoon mutant that like shoots guns and swords and it just looks like a fun time. It's probably not going to be a 90. Wait, are you talking about Ratchet and Clank? No, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have a type of game I draft. <laughs> um, it's probably not going to be a 90, but I, I hope it's an 80. We'll see. And then, like the internet, remember when Elden Ring, they had that trailer oh release? God. It leaked. Well, I decided, what if, if Elden Ring releases this year... It's going to go wild. And so I bid a dollar and got Elden Ring as well. Um, okay. So far as that, um, those are the ones. Oh, actually, no, I have a couple others. <laughs> um, I then picked up Oxenfree 2, uh, Lost Signals. That was in the Indie World. Indie World Direct. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was the, the one more thing. Oxenfree, the first one, was a great game. I think critically it was Oh, like, you played I, that. Yeah, like so it's it's a great game. I think it was a great one one more thing. I, I really feel like it was the only highlight I had of that indie, of world, indie world showcase. Mm-hmm. Uh, but mm-hmm. I got it for a dollar and I hope it hits in 2021 like they they hope it is. Um and then out of the 9 that I started with, Gotham Knights has already been delayed until 2022. So Thankfully, we have those drops that we can do, and I dropped Gotham Knights and gained an extra spot. So that's kind of where Excellent. I'm at. I'm I'm looking forward to the games I know are happening. My biggest upcoming one is probably Ratchet and Clank for sure. Like I expect high things from that, but we'll see. Okay. I have high hopes for Insomniac. They can do no wrong. Yep, we'll see. And you know. With Biomutant coming out next month and Ratchet and Clank coming out next, you got some opportunities for points. Oh, yeah. So, uh, in my league, so I'm I'm very excited and hopeful that my near replicant version 1.22474487139 will keep steady in the 80s. I the hate scores that won't... name. I hate that name <laughs> my... so much. <laughs> the score won't solidify. Uh, probably for another, you know, couple weeks or so as outlets kind of put their scores out on Open Critic. And of course, the scores aren't like set in stone until the end of the calendar year. Mm. That's when everything kind of officially finalizes. But, you know, within a few weeks of a game's release, you pretty much know what the score is going to be. Mm. So I'm, I'm pretty hopeful that, you know, I'll end on a strong 30 points as we get into May. But we'll see. So, you know, one of the first games that I drafted... Uh, after our initial draft was Gran Turismo 7, mm. paid a dollar, and it is officially not coming out in 2021. So bummed that I drafted that game, and now it's just a dead spot on my roster. I'm personally devastated on just the hype I had for that title and wanting it to come out this year just to play it, not necessarily for any score it might get, but I'm just, mm-hmm. you know, if Polyphony Digital needs the more development time to make it a great, you know, make it great. Okay. Yep. So, you know, Alex will be here waiting 2022 or bus, you know? And so the next game that I got, I'm pretty excited about. It's coming out in June. Yo, I drafted Mario golf super rush. Yeah, you did. Listen. Yeah. Listen, I'm not a golfer. Okay. Par what? (laughs) However, I love Mario sports games. Now, Mario Tennis was kind of hit or miss for me. Like, I got it. I played it. Never beat the story. Uh, Alex and I played 
against each other for like three rounds. I lost every single one. It was just, um, it was just a travesty. Like I was like, I don't even think I like this anymore because of how badly I was losing after he learned the controls in like two minutes. Anyway, Mario Golf Super Rush looks like a great time. I'm excited for that party golf mode or whatever it is that you're just like jetting across the to track Speed Luigi's on golf. skates. Speed golf, that's what it's called. Yo, I'm pretty excited. So honestly though, I don't necessarily know that I'm gonna get a day one. Mm-hmm. Uh Mario games have actually tended to go on sale a little bit around the holidays, if you know what I mean. Like forty five bucks. So I know someone who probably is getting it pretty like maybe probably on release day. So I mm. might kind of bum bum a time off. Like, like, let's do speed golf. You know what I mean? Like, I don't even know what I was trying to say. Want to hang out? <laughs> yeah. What? <are> you- <laughs> I'll bring my joy cons. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So I'm pretty excited about that. So we'll see how that scores. We'll see. My, my the next game. My concern oh. for Mario Golf, which is like yes. this recent trend with these like offshoot first party Mario games, is that like mm-hmm. with Mario Party, with, you know, tennis or aces, whatever, tennis aces, is that yes. I just don't know how much content they're putting in these games. Like I could I could literally see Mario Golf coming with four courses and that's it. You know, like or something very stupid. Similar. So that's yeah. until I can see a friend of mine that gets it and shows me how much content there is, I just have so much reservation with purchasing something for sixty bucks that only has like right. just so much variety. Right. That's fair. And that's coming from the resident golfer of the this podcast. So, yeah, you can see him out on the real green. Anyway, so is that what people say? I don't know. Okay, we'll so this next it. game, yeah, this next game that I drafted, Solar Ash. Nice. Uh, a lot of hype for the game Hyper Light Drifter. So this comes from the same developer. I got it. It looks really cool. Not really my speed, but you know what, you guys. I'm playing Fantasy Critic like I should have played last year. I'm playing where, you know, some games on my roster speak to me. Mm-hmm. Other games just get critical acclaim. So, basically, I'm in it to win it. So, we'll see how this goes. Solar Ash, I don't think has an official... Oh, no. Yeah, it's estimated June of June of this year. So, that's why I decided to pick it up. Mm-hmm. And then, my last game that I drafted after the the draft i'm personally super excited for you guys i decided to actually believe in the heart of this game and next week new pokemon snap comes out on the market and who's gonna be at target right after work purchasing her copy this girl I didn't pre-order it for logistical reasons however i plan on (laughs) april 30th getting that game, slapping in my cartridge, mm-hmm. eating a frozen meal or something that I just tossed in just to eat something quick, and I'm going to be playing that game for four hours. Nice. I feel it in my bones. I feel it. I'm so excited for it. And you know what? You guys, I I didn't draft it because I didn't believe in the beginning. <laughs> like yeah. I was like, this is, people aren't going to like it. And then I decided, you know what? I want it to be. An 85. They released so some more get details it. on it recently, right? Like, they, they talked yes. a little bit about the gameplay, about the more you kind of collect with your pictures, 
you know, like you get to see different patterns of Pokemon that come to different tracks that you can like replay. Mm -hmm. That to me, like, it seems pretty promising. Like there's more than just, you know, you go through it once. So I, I really hope it goes well because maybe they'll delve into some of like the weird past games of Nintendo and come bring it back. Yeah, I'm, I'm ready and I'm ready to have a blast and I'm ready to take, take some all pictures photos, oh yeah take some pictures yep so yeah that's our snap fantasy critic some pictures you might say hey. oh that's correct snap some pictures my bad missed opportunity there but yeah so you know follow us on uh, you know our league is called rxp podcast uh it's at fantasycritic.games uh give us a follow it'd be fun kind of see we'll check in again uh, in another three or four months, we'll talk more about what our games have scored and where we're at. You know, we all have at least like four slots left. So there's mm-hmm. lots of room. Uh, hey, Matt and I have E3, four slots left. E3 is happening in oh, June. That's you know, true. Of course, Sony yeah. is choosing not to come as they've done in the past. They'll probably have their own mm-hmm. showcase in the summer. But Xbox, Nintendo, we could see a lot of holiday release dates be announced in the summer. So. Hopefully, we got some good games to to fill this list up. Yeah. As a heads up for my co-hosts here, I do already have two games I'm looking to pick up. Uh, This weekend? Yeah, coming this uh, next roster update, you should see two new titles added to my uh, list. Okay. Cool. Okay. That sounds good. Well, you know... We're having fun picking games that are going to come out this year. But you know we're, we're, what we're also enjoying right now? Playing some games. So what has everyone been playing? Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to kind of kick it off. So as we mentioned previously, I've been playing some rounds of It Takes Two with Alex as my partner. It's been a really fun time. I'm really enjoying it. Hope to get back into it in a little bit. Um, but we had some scheduling conflicts. So Alex and I kind of took a pause on that for a while. Uh, I... You know, I have queued up with the squad. We've been playing some Avengers, the three of us. That's been fun, actually. I, I like, missed it. Like, when we played it last weekend, I was like, dang, that this was, is fun. That was really fun until it became, yeah. like, 1 a.m. and you're, like, not happy anymore. You're like, I got to go. <laughs> <laughs> I got to get out of here. I can't listen yeah, to these two fools anymore. No, I just was like, what is happening? And then, like, everyone knows where all the chests are because these fools have been playing without me. So, like, they know the map. And I'm, like, running around like, where are you? <laughs> like, like, and they're, like, you know, already opening <laughs> random chests or pinging it for me, but then leaving. So then I don't know where they are. You know, I mean, I can follow the icons. But, mm-hmm. but no, it's been fun. I, you know, I even dabbled a little bit for, like, an hour without you guys just because nice. I felt so far behind. <laughs> Yeah, my power levels like my my Thor is like a level thirty three, mm-hmm. and they're playing with their characters that are like forty seven, and I'm just like, oh my god. Anyway, but yeah, that's super fun. And then another thoughts? game. Wait, I oh. want. Th- what okay. were your overall thoughts on the taking aim and future imperfect storyline? So the follow up stories post the the main release of the game. I really liked that they both kind of played off each other. Like Mm -hmm. Kate Bishop came out first and her storyline went. And then Clint Barton's storyline was based off of what happened 
in Kate's story. So, or like kind of followed up on that. So I liked it story-wise, length-wise. I thought they were all right. I think it was nice bite-sized content for free content and to give us new, to new Avengers. And I liked, I guess, having those two characters as options. However, you know, quite similar. Both the bow yeah. people, you know? I mean, I wasn't, like, it would have been nice if it was like, oh, you got Kate Bishop, and then next you got Wanda Maximoff or something. Mm-hmm. But I'm not mad at it. Like, I like Barton. Yeah. I like Clint's ultimate. Mm-hmm. So it's a fun time. I, I Matt, really like Kate. You know, she's she's okay. the first Avenger that I've gotten to max level. And um, mm-hmm. I'm working on max power level. But, you know, I ran out of materials, so. I'm working on that. <laughs> um, but yeah. I, I think you hit the nail on the head. This It was a good expansion, both of them, because it was free. If I had to pay mm-hmm. for that DLC, I would have not have been happy with it because it took us it took us a little bit of time. Like we had two settings for the Kate Bishop campaign, but mm-hmm. we finished Kate Bishop's campaign and then we're like, oh, I guess we can do Hawkeye. And before we could blink a couple times, we were done Hawkeye. And we're like, oh, I, I guess that's I guess that's it. Like, do we play random things now? Like, it, it wasn't. Yeah. It was maybe three missions. One of them you have to mm-hmm. do by yourself. So it, I, I hope for more, especially I, I'm hopeful, though. Like, I think they have a good foundation for a good game. I hope that when September or this fall when they have their big Wakanda release with Black Panther, which I think will be a lot of fun, like more of a brawler type. I hope it's a bigger expansion. Uh, but that's just, you know, my hopes and dreams. But I, I've enjoyed it. I'm glad that we're getting back into it because it's so much more fun when we play together. When I'm mm-hmm. grinding these hives by myself, I put on a podcast or I listen to some YouTube video or whatever. Like, I will do anything except just pay attention because there's nothing on the screen. I've played this exact same mission 500 times, it feels. So. Yeah. I hear you. I am disappointed, though, that, you know, we played Kate's storyline through Matt. Like, Matt was hosting, and then I, like, Alex had already actually finished Kate's storyline because he was just leaving us in the dust. Yeah. And I was disappointed to find out that I didn't get any progress. (laughs) In Kate's storyline, even though I played the entire thing with Matt, yeah, in that Crystal Chronicles, like now all over again. I just gotta, yeah, I gotta play it all again. I mean, you know what? I need to anyway to level up characters, so whatever. Mm-hmm. But you know, it's just that's just that's kind of disappointing. Mm-hmm. But uh, so there are two smaller games that I've that I've played recently uh, that are puzzle games, and one of them which I platinumed, Ooh. y'all. I got the platinum for this little cute puzzle game called Carto, where you are a little girl that uses map pieces and like alternates your terrain to solve puzzles. If anyone's familiar with the board game Carcassonne, a similar concept where you have little square puzzle pieces of terrain and you kind of map them out and can walk them and walk on them and the terrain changes based on how you place them and connect the different land pieces. That was super fun. I platinumed it. I wasn't happy about it (laughs) when I did in the sense of 
because I missed every almost every single missable trophy I missed (laughs) (laughs) because I was also like just playing the game Mm -hmm. you know what I mean like I was just and I'm like I'm just gonna play it and then I was like wait a second like I just whatever anyway so I went back and did it I did it it was fun fun time if it's on sale I recommend it if you like puzzle games and another game that I got is another puzzle game is to the pedestrian i've played a couple hours of it super fun super fun i got it on sale and i like it and that's all i'm gonna say about it and i think i enjoy puzzles yeah and i've been yes i actually have the pedestrian on my watch list or my wish list or whatever they call it because i just want to see when it you know the the sales you know come around even would you would you recommend one over the other because i have actually looked at purchasing either of those i might pick up both eventually but if both of them were on sale and i had one puzzle game to play which would you prefer i would well for matt if i'm making a personalized recommendation i would recommend the pedestrian because it's also part platformer Ooh, nice yeah so like you know me you're like on the (laughs) yeah exactly like i don't you can't jump in carto okay you don't you don't jump. It's still a platformer, it's one platform. It's you know like I mean? Captain Toad. You know what I mean? Like gotcha. okay. you're just walking on a map. So there you go. But I do I mean, honestly, fun times. Fun times. Uh interestingly enough, I was debating about getting Carto for my Switch instead of my PlayStation. And it feels more like a Switch game, uh-huh. but I ended up getting my PlayStation. I don't I can't even explain. Gotta how get that those happened, trophies. You know? Yep. Yeah. You know, yeah basically and then i i can't remember if we talked about this but like we got back into fall guys a bit mm-hmm. for a little bit maybe like a month ago when they came out with fall guys 4041 i mean to be honest i'm kind of bummed that i'm not still playing fall guys because this new like cyberpunk-esque game pass looks legit like all those tro- like achievement points things with the different costumes and the different things like really appealing to me Mm. like i'm very interested i need to get basically i'm announcing i need to get back into it because um the new game modes have been super fun too fall guys is just that you know classic game that you can just hop back in you know it's not a game you need to commit your life to Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it's when you're feeling like some rounds you want some OnlyFans, but, you know, safe for work oh, OnlyFans. Yeah. You just <laughs> hop into Fall Guys and you can get your dose of that, you know? And, yeah. and we're playing squads. Yeah. And I'm I'm really... Yeah, we're playing squads with friend of the show, right? Yeah. Kathleen. Yeah. Yeah. Friend of the show, Kathleen. We were playing some Fall Guys. It was a great time. Mm-hmm. We were we were having a blast. That was but fun. Yeah, that's, that's kind of been my... gaming situation so um you know got back into animal crossing but we don't have to talk about that it's fine uh who wants to talk next about what they've been playing i guess i will um so i took a little bit of break from gaming um went out of town came back um kind of picked up where picked up where i left off i had started because of my fantasy critic with my number one pick being Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart. Uh-huh. Um, part of PlayStation Play at Home, they gave Ratchet and Clank 2016 for free. And they actually uh, kind of put a patch in there to allow it to be 60 FPS. And I saw a video uh, from someone I follow on Twitter 
and it just looked beautiful. So I was like, all right, I got to play this. Played it, loved it, loved the humor. It's hilarious. Like, it brings me back to the good old days of PlayStation, which I was, you know, Sly Cooper and Jack and Daxter were my jam. Like, they were, like, two of my favorite IPs of PlayStation 2. And Bring so, Jack and Daxter back. Yeah. And and so, like, I never got into Ratchet and Clank, but that this is kind of a reimagine, it kind of made me hopeful that this worked for me. And I would love to see kind of a reimagining and just kind of a reskin of Sly Cooper or Jack and Daxter. It would be amazing. But um, I played that before I went out of town, came back, uh, got the platinum for Ratchet and Clank. Really enjoyed my time. It was not like it wasn't like your platinum. Like I, I felt really good about it. Like it was like <laughs> yeah. it, it felt good. Like it was a it was a fun platinum. Like everything in it mm-hmm. uh, was was just fun trophies to get. And um, mm-hmm. I, I really enjoyed the humor. If you any PlayStation owners that picked it up, uh, you should definitely give it a try. It just makes me really happy for Rift Apart, what it could be. Uh, so got that. I have been playing also part of play at home as of yesterday or two days ago i started horizon zero dawn um i oh, never played it um, nice i know alex really liked this game um and i know he's really excited for forbidden west and so i am hoping to you know get some good time with it this weekend's um, I think it's supposed to rain all weekend, so it gives me a good excuse to stay at home <laughs> and play uh, play this game. So I'm really excited. Yeah, play at home like the Sony Yeah, player. Yeah, exactly. Um, it's a beautiful game. It runs really well, and it reminds me of Tomb Raider. Like, it is Tomb Raider in so many different ways, like the bow and, like, the climbing mechanics and everything. So uh, I'm excited to play it. So far, I just got past, I believe, what would play out as like the tutorial like it's like a very shocking Mm -hmm. scene so i'm assuming that's the tutorial i finished that maybe an hour ago so i have a lot to go in the in the game but i'm excited for it uh but kind of probably the the most fun i've had the past little bit was something that alex and i've been playing we've been playing uh zombie army 4 is that it is that the name Zombie Army 4 Dead War. I knew it was some weird name. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> Fake fan. You don't even know. I'm, listen. I'm just kidding. I, you know, I don't, I'm kidding. I don't come for the title. You know what I mean? I come for yeah. the... You the, come for the gameplay. The, am I right? The zombie Hitler that we uh, play against. <laughs> um, so Alex and I have been playing this co-op game. Uh, it's zombies. It has the most ridiculous story how Hitler made all these zombies and he's the main villain. And so it's just a really fun game and we've been having a good time playing with some randos and getting some trophies. Uh, we <laughs> rolled credits on it uh, last, oh! this, earlier this week, sometime, um, maybe Monday or something like that. Uh, we're now going to get into some horde mode and keep going towards the platinum, but it's a lot of fun. I It's another one of those we played... Um, remnant from the ashes a while back and we we talked a little bit about it on the Mm -hmm. podcast it's just another one of those games that was free with ps plus that i had zero expectations going into it and it's just been fun it's just been a fun game that's all it is so um you don't come for the story because it's ridiculous and it doesn't make sense but it's just fun (laughs) that i have my boris so you come for the trophies oh yeah you come for the trophies. oh yeah you come for the fun you stay for the trophies (laughs) Okay, there we go. 
Shout out to the funky music. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. They've got some like good old jazz. Like it gets real funky as soon as like there's a ton of zombies on the screen. It just like it hits a different level. It's so good. Whoa. That's crazy. So Alex, tell us what you've been playing. Yeah. I mean, to follow up with that, Zombie Army 4, you know, music's great, killing Nazi zombies, who doesn't love that, you know, just mowing them down. Yeah, it's it's the American uh, dream. Yeah, excited to to continue that journey in Horde mode and, you know, wrapping up kind of the extraneous uh, trophies we have left. And definitely, you know, it really speaks to the value of PS Plus of that being, right, a game mm-hmm. we got just with our monthly subscription. And, you know, we're getting... 10 20 maybe 30 40 hours out of this oh, yeah. and i'm like you know I, I can't complain um so and just to gloss over some of the other things i've been playing you know because enjoy that a lot but also playing hearthstone playing league of legends not going to go into details about it because i've just been playing those games those are my kind of you know similar to fall guys perennial i just go back to these i mm-hmm. love them they're just mm-hmm. like classic games i can just play a few matches and move on with my life did they release the, a new I, character on League of Legends? Or did I just like... They did. Up? So the yes. newest character is named Gwen. Okay. And this is actually tied. So bringing it back to uh, Fantasy Critic, this is tied to kind of the overarching story that uh, Riot Games is trying to do with League of Legends for this year. And in direct um, you know, connection to Ruined King, mm-hmm. a League of Legends story... In that the first champion that came out that they released for the League of Legends this year was named Viego, who is the you know titular Ruined King, and uh, Gwen is actually a doll who was created by Viego's wife, and essentially you know long story short, his wife whose name is old, her soul was split into multiple fragments, and one of the fragments found its way into the doll that she made, and so essentially Gwen is a kind of embodiment a part of viego's wife's soul wow. you know bringing the doll to life so much lore and so yeah, yeah and it's I, very lore heavy the game and this is just part of their story building that they're trying to bring to the game you know outside of just the characters that are in it but also with the rune king right being developed by a third party and kind of being riot's first you know game that they have uh Licensed given out, out yeah to a third party developer to kind of help expand the universe hmm. Uh, but definitely super interesting. Gwen as a character, not the biggest fan of her design. Uh, and I know, you know, not to harp on it too long, a lot of people talk about how a lot of League characters recently have been too humanoid or just humans. And to think that kind of Gwen, even though she is a soul possessing a doll, kind of just looks like another human in a dress, uh, kind of leaves something to be desired about the character design saying, well, if she was originally a doll, why doesn't she have more doll-like features? And why does she just look like a human? But, you know, teach their own. I, I lean on the side of, I wish they kind of went more creepy with their right. Cause possessed doll, you know, obvious like horror fiction, <laughs> like tropes right yeah. there. So I think they could have done something a little bit more menacing than her kind of cutesy design that they went with. But, you know, I don't mind it. She runs with scissors. I advise against it. Children out there don't run with scissors. <laughs> but uh, that that is her weapon of choice. So it's kind of fun as a equipment style for the character 
overgrown pair of scissors, but yeah, in terms of design, you know, could have been better executed in my opinion. And alluding also back to a fancy critic, uh, the main game I've been playing outriders. So yeah, as I mentioned before, completely a 75, it, a lot of what it does well is the shooting, right? And these are uh, the developers are people can fly. And in case you don't know, they previously did gears of war judgment. So that kind of like oh. spin off gears of war title. And uh, they also did bullet storm, which was a uh, first person shooter out during the PS three, 360 era. And so this, carries on the kind of flavor that you could expect from the developers of Gears of War Judgment and Bulletstorm. So it definitely didn't throw me any surprises. Uh, It kind of has that same tone, same script writing, same kind of, I guess, gruff exterior, macho, whatever. And then also kind of following up with cheesy Mm one-liners and just kind of a lot of just like machismo and stuff like that. Um, and so, you know, from a storytelling side, it's not the most interesting. I'd say definitely do not play for the story because it kind of just follows a simple sci-fi trope of, hey, the Earth has been destroyed by human self-destructive nature. We need to escape on these interstellar, you know, traveling ships and find a new planet to live on. Hmm. And so it's, you know, obviously things don't go to plan. And here you are kind of trying to find out, like, can we colonize this planet? Is it safe to do so? Why isn't it safe? And kind of you unravel the story from there. Um, And not to say that there aren't twists and turns, because there are. But, you know, I've finished the story, but there is more post-game beyond it. And I'd say going up to the end credits, it falls in line with most looter shooters, because it is a looter shooter at heart. Uh, Right, you kill enemies you gain equipment, you get better equipment, there's readies to equipment. And the main thing, the best thing I can say about this game is that it's fun to shoot things and kill things. Okay. And on top of that, uh, the difficulty system they use in the game is called the World Tier System, which essentially goes from World Tier 1 to 15, 1 being what they call story mode difficulty, and 15 being the hardest. And at any point in the game, you can change the World Tier System. Now... When you do so, it impacts the quality of loot that enemies drop. But let's say you hit a roadblock and you can't get past a certain encounter. Drop that world tier down a few tiers if you're struggling. Breeze right past it. Turn it back up. You know. Mm-hmm. So for the one encounter, you get worse loot. But you can make things as hard or as difficult as you want it. And I think for me, you know, getting through the story at least, it was such a godsend in terms of there were some moments where I felt like I just could not beat it on the current world tier I had unlocked. And so I didn't want to get stuck and I just dropped it down a few world tiers, made it a little bit easier, got past it, turned that difficulty right back up and continued on. Mm -hmm. And so I think there's a lot of quality of life they built into the game where, you know, there's auto looting. So if you, you don't have to run and pick up every piece of loot. You can literally press down on the D-pad and it picks up all the loot I for you. Oh, so there's no like so worrying nice. about like, oh, did I miss something? Just hit down. Oh, look, I got like three extra pieces of gear. Nice. Um, and that's something I think all looters need, to be honest. I don't Give me think... that in Avengers. Yeah, that's true. Like, I don't think you should be punished for just missing something that someone else might have killed somewhere and you missed it. And so just having that nice single button press of like picking everything up is great. Um, the difficulty, as I mentioned, being able to customize that to how I want it. 
Um, and then also, I guess, and I haven't gone to it yet, but there is a significant post-story content. There is a lot of what they call expeditions that are more missions I can do to gain better loot and to play more of the story. And there is a true final boss of the game. So I haven't even really been the game yet, you could say, because I haven't been that true final boss. So definitely it gameplay wise, it is a great time to spend with friends. Unfortunately, it's only three player co-op. I don't know why that's the norm these days, but you know, if you have two other buddies you want to co-op with, it's great. Amazing thing. Fully cross-play compatible. Yeah, I'm playing on PlayStation. My friends that I'm playing with are on PC. No problems there. You know, you can play with people on like all ecosystems. It's not on Switch, but you know, Xbox, PS, and PC can all play together. Amazing accessibility there. Love it. Um, I love to love see it. that. Yeah. I wish other and games so, did that. And why they don't? And yeah, it, I just don't get it. And it just makes it so easy because, you know, for me personally, as we talked about before, love trophies. So getting on PlayStation was an easy get for me to be like, hey, if I'm playing this game and I like it, you know, I want to get this trophy. Sure, why not? But, you know, most of my friends have nicer uh, PC builds slash they don't own PlayStation 5. So obviously getting the PC version is a no brainer for them. But we're all able to play together and progress separately together but still come back and play together you know like i've finished the story and a lot of my friends haven't yet but i can still hop back in their games and help them progress and i'm still getting loot for my character at my level so there's really no uh punishment for you know going back and playing things i've already played on in my game and their game and so yeah from a quality life perspective Definitely amazing, but from a story slash like innovation perspective, there's not a lot there. Um, so I'd say the the 75 that it has an open critic is definitely kind of square on the dot is what I'd give it as a. It's definitely a good time, but it doesn't you know blow your mind. But okay. you are blowing the heads off of the enemies in the game, so there's that at least. Some heads are being blown, just not yours. <laughs> okay, cool. And with that, that's what we've been playing. That's what we've been drafting on our fantasy critic. And that's our episode, everyone. If you have any comments or questions about what we've been playing or um, want us to go a little bit deeper in fantasy critic, uh, please tweet at us at rxp underscore podcast or send us an email at rxp.podcast at gmail.com and everyone should get excited and go listen to our episode of the peer review for falcon and winter soldier we had a great conversation i have a type speed golf oh